0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms, at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Also, starting in November, I am setting up one-to-one coaching to help you plan out your future reality using both the law of assumption and the power of your subconscious mind. Both of these plans together starts at $50. Send me an email at thegratitudechick20 at gmail.com. Let's start today. Welcome back to another reading of your The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. We are on Chapter 4, entitled, Mental Healing in Ancient Times. So, as um, just a little disclaimer, during the reading, I may um, just offer my own insight, which is my opinion of what it is that I'm reading. So, your opinion may differ from mine and that is fine um it is okay to agree to disagree but i would love to know what your opinion is if it differs from mine just drop down in the comments and let me know all right let's get to it down through the ages men of all nations have somehow instinctively believed that somewhere there resided a healing power which could restore to normal the functions and sensations of man's body. They believed that this strange power could be invoked under certain conditions and that the alleviation of human suffering would follow. The history of all nations presents testimony in support of this belief. In the early history of the world, the power of secretly influencing men for good or evil, including the healing of the sick, was said to be possessed by the priests and holy men of all nations healing of the sick was supposed to be a power derived directly by them from God, and the procedures and processes of healing varied throughout the world. The healing processes took the form of supplication to God, attended by various ceremonies such as the laying on of hands, incantations the applications of amulets, talismans, rings, relics, and images. For example, in the religions of antiquity, priests in the ancient temples gave drugs to the patient and practiced hypnotic suggestion prior to the patient's sleep, telling him that the gods would visit him in his sleep and heal him. Many healings followed. Obviously, all this was the work of potent suggestions to the subconscious mind. After the performance of certain mysterious rites, the devotees of Hectate would see the goddess during sleep, provided that before going to sleep, they had prayed to her according to weird and fantastical instructions. They were told to mix lizards with resin, frankincense, and myrrh and pound all this together, yikes, in the open air under the crescent moon. Wow, pounding a lizard. I really hope he's dead at the time. <laughs> Healings were reported in many cases following this grotesque procedure. It is obvious it is obvious that these strange procedures, as mentioned in the illustrations given, favored suggestion and acceptance by the subconscious mind of these people by making a powerful appeal to their imagination actually in all these healings the subconscious mind of the subject was the healer in all ages unofficial healers have obtained remarkable results in cases where authorized medical skill has failed this gives cause for the thought how do these healers in all parts of the world affect their cures The answer to all these healings is due to the blind belief of the sick person, which released the healing power resident in his subconscious mind. Many of the remedies and methods employed were rather strange and fantastic, which fired the imagination of the patients, causing an aroused emotional state. This state of mind facilitated the suggestion of health and was accepted by the conscious and subconscious mind of the sick. This will be elaborated on further in the next chapter. Biblical accounts on the use of the subconscious powers. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Note the difference in tenses. The inspired writer writer tells us to believe and accept as true the fact that our desire has already been accomplished and fulfilled, that it is already completed, and that its realization will follow as a thing in the future. The success of this technique depends on the confident conviction that the thought, the idea, the picture is already a fact in mind. In order for anything to have substance in the realm of mind, it must be thought of as actually existing there. Here in a few cryptic words is a concise and specific direction for making use of the creative power of thought by impressing upon the subconscious the particular thing which you desire. Your thought, idea, plan, or purpose is as real on its own plane as your hand or your heart. In following the biblical technique, you completely eliminate from your mind all consideration of conditions, circumstances, or anything which might imply adverse contingencies. You are planting a seed, a concept, in the mind which, if you leave it undisturbed, will infallibly, 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 sorry, germinate into external fruition. The prime condition which Jesus insisted upon was faith. Over and over again, you read in the Bible, according to your faith is it done unto you. If you plant certain types of seeds in the ground, you have faith they will grow after their kind. This is the way of seeds and trusting the laws of growth in agriculture. You know that the seeds will come forth after their kind. Faith, as mentioned in the Bible, is a way of thinking and an attitude of mind, an inner certitude, knowing that the ideas you fully accept in your conscious mind will be embodied in your subconscious mind and made manifest. Faith is, in a sense, accepting as true what your reason and senses deny, a shutting out of the little rational, analytical conscious mind and embracing an attitude of complete Reliance on the inner power of your subconscious mind. A classical instance of Bible technique is recorded in Matthew 9, 28 through 30. (coughs) And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth. In the words, According to your faith, be it unto you, you can see that Jesus was actually appealing to the cooperation of the subconscious mind of the blind man. Their faith was their great expect- expectancy their inner feeling, their inner conviction that something miraculous would happen and that their prayer would be answered, and it was. This is the time-honored technique of healing, utilized alike by all healing groups throughout the world, regardless of religious affiliation. In the words, see that no man know it, Jesus enjoins the newly healed patients not to discuss their healing because they might be subjected to the skeptical and derogatory criticisms of the unbelieving. Okay, I never really thought of that as the reason why he said that, but that's plausible. That's actually a a really good plausible reason why he would say, see that no man know it. Because other people sometimes do have the ability to to shake your faith in something so i can see that as a plausible reason why he said that this might tend to undo the benefits they had received at the hand of jesus by depositing thoughts of fear doubt and anxiety in the subconscious mind for with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits and they came out luke 4:36 When the sick came to Jesus to be healed, they were were healed by their faith, together with his faith, understanding of the healing power of the subconscious mind. Whatever he decreed, he felt inwardly to be true. He and the people needing help were in the one universal subjective mind, and his silent inner knowing and conviction of the healing power changed the negative destructive patterns in the patient's subconscious. The resultant healings were the automatic response to the internal mental change. His command was his appeal to the subconscious mind of the patients, plus his awareness, feeling, and absolute trust and the response of the subconscious mind to the words which he spoke with authority. Miracles at various shrines throughout the world. It is an established fact that cures have taken place at various shrines, throughout the world, such as in Japan, India, Europe, and America. I have visited several of the famous shrines in Japan. At the world-famous shrine called Dayabutsu is a gigantic divinity of bronze where Buddha is seated with folded hands and the head is inclined in an attitude of profound c- contemplative ecstasy. It is 42 feet in height and is called the Great Buddha here i saw young and old make, making offering at its feet money fruit rice and orges, oranges were offered candles were lit incense was burned and prayers of petition recited the guide explained the chant of a young girl as she murmured a prayer bowed low and placed two oranges as an offering she also lit a candle He said she had lost her voice and it was restored at the shrine. She was thanking Buddha for restoring her voice. She had the simple faith that Buddha would give her back her singing voice if she followed a certain ritual, fasted, and made certain offerings. All this helped to kindle faith and expectancy, resulting in a conditioning of her mind to the point of belief. Her subconscious mind responded to her belief. To illustrate further the power of imagination and blind belief, I will relate the case of a relative of mine who had tuberculosis. His lungs were badly diseased. His son decided to heal his father. He came home to Perth, Western Australia, where his father lived, and said to him that he had met a monk who had returned from one of the healing shrines in, shrines in Europe. This monk sold him a piece of the true cross. He said he gave the monk the equivalent Of five hundred dollars for it this young man had actually picked up a splinter of wood from the sidewalk went to the jewelers and had it set in a ring so that it looked real he told his father that many were healed just by touching the ring or the cross he inflamed and fired his father's imagination to the point that the old gentleman snatched the ring from him placed it over his chest prayed silently and went to sleep in the morning, he was healed. All the clinic's tests proved negative. You know, of course, it was not the splinter of wood from the sidewalk that healed him. It was his imagination aroused to an intense degree, plus the confident expectancy of a perfect healing. Imagination was joined to faith or, subject, or subjective feeling, and the union of the two brought about a healing. The father never learned of the trick that had been played upon him. If he had, he probably would have relapsed. He remained completely cured and passed away 15 years later at the age of 89. One universal healing principle. It is a well-known fact that all of the various schools of healing affect cures of the most wonderful character, The most obvious conclusion which strikes your mind is that there must be some underlying principle which is common to them all, namely the subconscious mind and the one process of healing is faith. It will now be in order to recall to your mind once more the following fundamental truths. First, that you possess mental functions which have been distinguished by designating one, the conscious mind, and the other, the subconscious mind. Secondly, your subconscious mind is constantly amenable to the power of suggestion. Furthermore, your subconscious mind has complete control of the functions, conditions, and sensations of your body. I venture to believe that all the readers of this book are familiar with the fact that symptoms of almost any disease can be induced in hypnotic subjects by suggestion. For example, a subject in the hypnotic state can develop a high temperature, flushed face, or chills according to the nature of the suggestion given. By experiment, you can suggest to the person that he is paralyzed and cannot walk. It will be so. By illustration, you can hold a cup of water under the nose of the hypnotic subject and tell him this is full of pepper. Smell it. He will proceed to sneeze. What do you think caused him to sneeze, the water, or the suggestion? If a man says he is allergic to Timothy grass, you can place a synthetic flower or an empty glass in front of his nose when he is in a hypnotic state and tell him it is Timothy grass. He will portray the usual allergic symptoms. This indicates that the cause of the disease is in the mind. The healing of this disease can also take place mentally. You realize that remarkable healing takes place through osteopathy, chiropractic medicine, and naturopathy, as well as through all the various religious bodies throughout the world. But it's obvious that all of these healings are brought about through the subconscious mind, the only healer there is. Notice how it heals a cut on your face caused by shaving. It knows exactly how to do it. The doctor dresses the wound and says nature heals it. Nature refers to natural law, (coughs) excuse me, the law of the subconscious mind or self-preservation, which is the function of the subconscious mind. The instinct of self-preservation is the first law of nature. Your strongest instinct is the most potent of all auto-suggestions. Widely different theories. It would be tedious and unprofitable to discuss to any great extent the numerous theories advanced by different religious sects and prayer therapy groups. There are a great number who claim that because their theory produces results it is therefore the correct one. This as explained in this chapter cannot be true. You are aware that there are all types of healing. Franz Anton Mesmer An Australian physician, 1734 to 1815, who practiced in Paris, discovered that by applying magnets to the diseased body, he could cure that disease miraculously. He also performed cures with various other pieces of glass and metals. He discontinued this form of healing and claimed that his cures were due to animal magnetism, theorizing that this substance was projected from the healer to the patient. His method of treating disease from then on was by hypnotism, which was called mesmerism in his day. Other physicians said that all his healings were due to suggestion and nothing else. All of these groups, such as psychiatrists, psychologists, osteopaths, chiropractors, physicians, and all the churches, are using the one universal power resident in the subconscious mind. Each may proclaim the healings are due to their theory. The process of all healing is a definitive positive mental attitude and inner attitude or a way of thinking called faith. Healing is due to a confident expectancy, which acts as a powerful suggestion to the subconscious mind, releasing its healing potency. One man does not heal by a different power than another. It is true he may have his own theory or method. There is only one process of healing, and that is faith. There is only one healing power, namely your subconscious mind. Select the theory and method you prefer. You can rest assured if you have faith, you shall get results. Views of Paracelsus. I probably pronounced that wrong. Philippus Paracelsus, a famous Swiss alchemist and physician who lived from 1493 to 1541, was a great healer in his day. He stated what is now an obvious scientific fact when he uttered these words. Whether the object of your faith be real or false, you will nevertheless nevertheless obtain the same effects thus if i believed in saint peter's statue as i should have believed in saint peter himself i shall attain the same effects that i should have attained from saint peter but that is superstition faith however produces miracles and whether it is true or false faith it will always produce the same wonders the views of paracelsus were also entertained in the 16th century by pietro Pomponazzi, an Italian philosopher and contemporary of Paracelsus, who said we can easily conceive the marvelous effects which confidence and imagination can produce particularly when both qualities are reciprocated between the subjects and the persons who influences them. The cures attributed to the influence of certain relics are the effect of their imagination and confidence. Quacks (laughs) and philosophers know that if the bones of any skeleton were put in place of the saint's bones, the sick would nonetheless experience beneficial effects if they believed that they were veritable relics. Then if you believe in the bones of saints to heal, or if you believe in the healing power of certain waters, you will get results because of the powerful suggestion given to your subconscious mind. It is the latter that does the healing. Bernheim's experiments. Oh, these, these names. jeez, Hippolyte Bernheim, professor of medicine at, at Nancy France, 1910 to 1919, was the expounder of the fact that the suggestion of the physician to the patient was exerted through the, con, the subconscious mind. <coughs> Excuse me. Bernheim, Burnham in his Suggestive Therapeutics, page 197, tells a story of a man with paralysis of the tongue, which had yielded to no form of treatment. His doctor told the patient that he had a new instrument with which he promised to heal him. He introduced a pocket thermometer into the patient's mouth. The patient imagined it to be the instrument which was to save him. In a few moments, he cried out joyfully that he could once more move his tongue freely. Among our cases, continues Bernheim, Bernheim, uh, facts of the same sort will be found. A young girl came into my office having suffered from complete loss of speech for nearly four weeks. After making sure of the diagnosis, I told my students that loss of speech sometimes yielded instantly to electricity, which might act simply by a suggestive influence. I sent for the induction apparatus. I applied my hand over the larynx and moved a little and said, now you can speak aloud. In an instance, I made her say A, then B, then Maria. She continued to speak distinctly. The loss of voice had disappeared. Here, Burnham or Bernheim, I think it is, is showing the power of faith and expectancy on the part of the patient, which acts as a powerful suggestion to the subconscious mind, producing a blister by suggestion. Bernheim states that he produced a blister on the back of a patient's neck by applying a postage stamp and suggesting to the patient that it was a fly plaster. This has been confirmed by the experiments and experiences of many doctors in many parts of the world, which leave no doubt that structural changes are a possible result of oral suggestion to patients. The cause of bloody stigmata. In Hudson's Law of Psychic Phenomena, page 153, he states that hemorrhages and bloody stigmata may be induced in certain subjects by means of suggestion. Dr. M. Boru put a subject into the uh, somnambulistic condition and gave him the following suggestion. At four o'clock this afternoon, after the hypnosis, you will come into my office, sit down in the armchair, cross your arms upon your breast, and your nose will begin to bleed. At the hour appointed, the young man did as directed. Several drops of blood came from the left nostril. On another occasion, in the same investigator. On another occasion, the same investigator traced the patient's name on both his forearms with the dull point of an instrument. Then when the patient was in the somnambulistic condition, he said, At four o'clock this afternoon, you will go to sleep and your arms will bleed along the lines which I have traced and your name will appear written on your arm in letters of blood. He was watched at four o'clock and seen to fall asleep. On the left arm, the letters stood out in bright relief, and in several places there were drops of blood. The letters were still visible three months afterward, although they had gradually grown faint. These facts demonstrate at once the correctness of the two fundamental propositions previously stated, namely the constant amenability of the subconscious mind to the power of suggestion and the perfect control which the subconscious mind exercises over the functions sensations and conditions of the body all the foregoing phenomena dramatize vividly abnormal conditions induced by suggestion and are conclusive proof that as a man thinketh in his heart his subconscious mind so is he wow that was pretty deep hearing about all the um (coughs) <coughs> excuse me, all of the past doctors and how they use the subconscious mind to heal even three, four hundred years ago. That's pretty deep. I hope you guys got something from this reading all about the subconscious mind and healing. Um, in this day and age with this uh virus running rampant we have to build up within ourselves the power to heal ourselves so i hope that you guys learned something from this um thank you so much all as always for coming and just listen to me and and listen to the things that i have that i love to talk about i appreciate you guys so much always remember to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life i promise you your life will change Once you add the daily practice of gratitude to your life, have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Lawanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.